All right, let's do a quick sound check here. Jeremy, can you go ahead and tell me the colors of the rainbow? Red, orange, (laughs) yellow, green, blue, purple. Is that all of them? Uh, It's blue, indigo, violet. (laughs) I wouldn't have known that either. Indigo? Indigo? Roy G. Biff, you guys haven't heard that? I've probably heard that. I don't have kids. I don't have kids. (laughs) Okay, and Alex, go ahead and uh, spell your name backwards. X E L A. I thought that'd be easy. Your name is short. Why didn't I? Why not forward? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it would be more interesting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to She Said and Said, my truly fantastic pharmacy podcast, where the only thing pharmacy related are the people chatting. So come spend a few minutes listening to me, Sarah McIntosh, and some of your pharmacy colleagues talk about. Nothing in particular. Welcome, everyone! Today we're interviewing Alex and Jeremy, and because it's March and people are going on um, spring break trips, I thought it would be fun to talk about different places you guys have traveled to. Um, Sort of like tidbits of, oh, if you're going here, this is a must-see item, or something you would avoid. Oh, maybe not. Maybe we should keep it positive. Like... (laughs) Instead of negative things you wouldn't like to do, but... This is Alex, by the way. Um, I like to hike, if you didn't know. That's how I like to spend my free time. Um, So, one of my favorite places that I've been to in the last couple years um, is Yosemite. Um, I went there in September of this year with a group of friends. Uh, We were out there for seven days. Um, I know most people probably wouldn't be interested in going out there for seven days, but there were a few things that we saw that were super cool um, that I think anybody here could probably do if they really wanted to. Um, One was Half Dome. Um, You can do a day hike to Half Dome. Is that Um, a mountain? It (laughs) is uh, kind of a mountain, yeah. Yeah, it is like a mountain. Have you heard of Half Dome? I feel like I've heard of this, but I don't know. Like, it's not like, what is the one you can climb up in Utah? Devil's? Shaped like this. Devil's Tower? Is that what it is? Yes. That's probably the wrong state. Is this like Mount St. Helens? Blew its top off? Or what? Why is it half? Is it a glacier thing? Mm. You guys are so uneducated about (laughs) steampunk. Now, I don't know exactly how it was formed. Oh, okay. Uh, But Yosemite has a lot of these really interesting rock features where they're like super smooth and then they just like abruptly like kind of break off to make some interesting formations. And this one is probably the most interesting one in Yosemite. Like, it's huge. It's a classic Yosemite shot. So you have this huge kind of big dome where half of it's cut off. And you can see it from, like, Yosemite Valley. Okay. Um, And if you want to, you can climb to the top of it. You have to get a specific permit to do it. Um, And it's probably, like, a 15 or 16-mile round trip if you're going to do it as a day hike. Uh, oh my god. You could also, though, if you wanted to, bring camping gear, hike in a little ways, camp closer to it, and then go up and do it, and then come back to your camp, and then go out. If you wanted to make it shorter, but do some <laughs> camping as well. 
Okay, so let's say I was going to do this, and I'm going to do the one day thing. Is this something I can just pick up and go do tomorrow, or do I have to? I need to train for this hike. Oh, uh, well, you may, you want to make sure you're in decent shape. Uh, decent shape. <laughs> okay. Next so, thing. Next so, thing. I mean, so you can do, you know, so you can do a good hike. I mean, you don't have to get on top of Half Dome. You can also just go into the valley and look at it, and that's amazing too. Okay. Just seeing it. Is that's really, a better. Really cool. That's the kind of tidbits I'm looking for. Just okay. FYI. Okay. You can see it. I'm for, not going on a 15 day hike. <laughs> 15 miles, sorry. <laughs> but it's totally worth it. So you do have to get a specific permit okay. to do it. Uh, you know, they have to sign off on it because they only let so many people do it every day. Okay. And it is kind of crowded. Like, a lot of people want to do it. Ugh, like um, Mount Everest type of? Uh, I wouldn't compare it to Mount Everest, but <laughs> okay. uh, a lot of people want to do it, so they limit it. But it's really cool. Like, climbing up the dome part, um, they actually have, like, these ladders and ropes that you climb. So there are no harnesses. Um, there's like these little metal like things stuck into the rock. So it's kind of like a ladder. And then there's two cables on either side of you that you hold onto. And you slowly climb up these kind of stairs, but they're more like a ladder um, all the way up to the top of it. After you've done a bunch of hiking to get Is there to a certain point. term for that? For what that is? Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like a combination of a ladder. They've got those in Italy too, I know. Okay. I'm is not... ladder climbing business? Yeah, just imagine two cables that you hold onto with your oh, hands. Oh, I'm imagining. And then like, and then basically like two by, basically like two by fours that are like screwed into the mountain. Yeah. Okay. As you, you go just... up, and you just kind of hold yourself up and you climb up, all the way to the top of the dome. So that's once you've got to the dome, and that's okay. probably that's probably like a two to three hundred foot final climb to get to the top of it. And then once you get to the top of it, you have these three hundred and sixty degree views of some of the most beautiful country in the United States. Like Yosemite is amazingly beautiful mm -hmm. i've never seen views like that before okay so that is what i would recommend so, in yosemite the other okay. thing i want to mention is clouds rest clouds rest is another kind of high thing that you have to climb to uh similar <laughs> similar amount here. of miles i think you could do a day hike that's a little bit shorter to do clouds rest um, but it's pretty much equally as high it's somewhere around ten thousand feet um and the views are remarkable like you can see the whole park 360 degrees and there's just like these rocks up top that you climb on top of and it does feel a little sketchy at times but it is safe so long as you're careful um <laughs> but it's yeah it's really amazing sound advice there so yeah okay. i mean i love to hike so that's what i like to do but i anybody who did those would be it'd be very worth your while so if you're not into hiking, still go check them out. Yeah, then you could just go to the valley and go see cool views. Check them out. Yep. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're looking for something a little more relaxing. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, what do you got? <laughs> uh, we could talk about some uh, some Mediterranean beaches. Yes. Oh, yeah, that sounds. Um, <laughs> so I've been to both Crete and Santorini, both islands in Greece. Um, and obviously the main things to do there are go to the beaches, um, which you can either kind of rent like your own ATV um, or car, but probably ATV is easier. Or um, there are plenty of like uh, day tours and stuff that'll take you to multiple beaches. And there's also boat tours, which will take you to several different uh, swimming spots and beaches around the islands. Um, I know on Crete, I think it's Elephanisi Beach, has some pink sand and stuff, which is kind of cool to see. Pink, um, like, like how pink? 
Hmm. I mean, it's mild. <laughs> <laughs> but it's visible. Is it like baby <laughs> Is it yeah. like magenta? Yeah. No, it's it's not like uh it's not solid pink. Okay. But it's got like speckles of it and stuff. That's it's from cool. like coral, I think. Okay. Um and um also public transportation is pretty easy to figure out. They got a lot of like buses and stuff that'll take you to other si- different sides of the island and whatnot. If you rent a car there, do you have to have do they drive on the same side of the road we do? In Greece I, we didn't we didn't rent a car there, oh, so, okay. but I think they do. Um, the the roads are especially on the islands are kind of tight sometimes. That's why people <laughs> tend to rent ATVs because they're a little oh, smaller okay. and easier. And they're yeah. just big. Uh, the buses that they use are like the giant tour buses and stuff. So you kind of have to like figure out what's easiest to squeeze around those on the oh road. <laughs> and you've got some, you know, like it, a lot of it um, is kind of like cliff driving and like, right. you know curvy and stuff so um <laughs> that sounds too scary i'll just take the bus <laughs> so yeah that's why like i said that you know the, the day tours and stuff are better because you know they someone else is doing the driving and stuff but um kind of best times to go for like beaches and stuff is like july and august okay that's when it's it the warmest and there. warmest in the water is like a good temperature and stuff okay but it will be hot and human. <laughs> no, not with the human. Do you have to worry about like sharks or stingrays or oh, jellyfish God. or anything mm. like that? Um, I don't think it's that big of a concern. Um, no one said anything about that when we were there. It's the same concern so. as any other beach. Sharks are ubiquitous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much sharks I mean, hang the, out in the Mediterranean. It's the Mediterranean, though. so I'm not sure sharks are there. But you know, like, there could be other everywhere? exotic. Do you guys you know? know something about sharks? I don't. It Someone might have, have some, but I don't think they're hanging out too much. <laughs> okay. I didn't see any go. signs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sharks, no worries. Did you come up with a new park? I mean, yeah, I got tons of parks. Okay. It's all about parks for me. Okay. Um, I just got back from the Canyonlands in Utah, which is really cool. It's one of the lesser known uh, national parks, I would say, in the United States, partly because it's really difficult to get to. Um, it's about a five-hour drive from any airport, but we flew into Salt Lake City, um, and it was a five-hour drive to get there, and once you get there, um, it's almost like you're in a desert, but then there's these crazy rock formations all over the place, like arches, um, red rock, smooth rock, all these weird formations, these like spires and pillars of rocks. Is this the place like on movies where they show... You know what I'm talking about, like on westerns, like yeah, the red, like the rocks. Okay. That's so it's a lot, place. a lot of formations like that. So there's a number of parks that you could be referring to, like Arches, <laughs> Canyonlands, um, Zion, okay. Bryce, kind of all those parks in Utah. Uh, but Canyonlands is super cool. Um, you can get to a lot of really cool arches um, with a day hike. So if you're open to hiking. Um, you know, probably five to seven miles, I think you could get to a really cool arch. So, you know, it's a day hike. Um, five to seven miles is doable. I would not recommend going in summer, though, because this is, like, legitimate desert. Legitimate desert. Um, I was, so I was just there, and it was um, 70 to 80 degrees during the day, and it was sunny every day, no clouds at all. 
and it felt hot. It felt really hot. Yeah. So this is mid mid to late March. So I can only imagine what it's like in the summer. So if you were going to do this trip, I would recommend around this time of the year or maybe in like September, October when it would be a little bit Why cooler. Why not the winter? You could go in the winter. Um, it gets cold at night. Like when we were there, it got down to 30 and probably in the 20s. Um, in March. Okay. Yep, in March. You could go in the middle of winter, I think. Um, there would be a, I think you could potentially see snow if you did that. Oh, okay. But, which would, I think would be really beautiful on those rock formations. Um, but specifically, we went to Druid Arch, um, which is a huge towering arch that you kind of hike. Um, it was like, I don't know, a 10-mile hike from the parking lot that we were from, but I think you could get to it closer if you wanted to. Um, a huge, huge arch. We're talking like two, 300 feet high. The arch itself was a couple hundred feet. Um, so it was really impressive. Um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of arches... <laughs> I have uh -huh. one for you guys. Okay. So when we went to, my husband and I went to Sydney a few years ago, Australia, and we did like totally cliche the Sydney Harbor Bridge climb. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that was high too, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's that cool. is much hiking, but you're attached to the bridge, so you don't have to worry about falling off the damn thing. So that was nice, but it was really cool because you can see all of Sydney, and I don't know, that was fun. Less intense climbing. Yeah. Could probably still. That's all, uh, so Australia. That's pretty tough to get to. Well, we flew there, didn't it? <laughs> Swim. <laughs> I, I assume that much. I would love to go to Australia. Yeah, it was fun. The plane ride was not so fun. We flew out of um, Texas for some reason. I don't know. I guess that's how airplanes work. And um, it was like 18 hours. Okay. So the way there was fine because. The plane was almost empty, so they just like spread everyone out. So you had like a whole row of seats to yourself. So that was you could just lay down. That was great. And the way back was awful. I mean, it was just packed. I don't know. I guess a lot of people were coming to America, but wow. So that was weird. A weird um, difference. But yeah, that was really fun. Super touristy attraction, but I loved it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Canyonlands is not gonna be like that. Uh, <laughs> water is really scarce, so you probably want to carry all the water that you have. We had major issues finding water. Oh my god! Uh, so we were out there for five days. How did you um, not die in the desert? Uh, well, you know, there were times where we needed water and we couldn't find it. Oh my god! So we, we had we were searching really hard. There were a couple times where we weren't sure if we were going to get water that night, um, but we did always eventually find it. Sometimes it would just be these little puddles that we would have to fill up our uh, water filters with and slowly filter this really dirty water uh, through the filter, but then it comes out pretty clean and we drink it and that's good. But it was a little <laughs> bit scary at times. Were there animals out there? Could you like follow the animals to water? Uh, so we saw geckos, which was kind of cool, like cruising around. Um, no big animals. We didn't see any big animals. I think there's like, there was no I think there's like prairie dogs or some, some small rodents out there because we saw a lot of holes uh, in the ground. Yeah. But we didn't really see any animals. Yeah. There's not a lot of life, I think, out in the desert <laughs> like that. Where there's no water. Yeah. All right. Next. <laughs> By the way, the term for the the hiking with the like oh, uh, yeah. rungs and ladders in the in the rocks, at least in Italy, it's a via ferrata. Okay. I don't know if we via use that ferrata. in the via ferrata. Okay. Interesting. Um, Jeremy, thank you for fact checking on. So one of the places <laughs> they have that is in the Dolomites, which is in northern Italy. Mm. I believe it's a part of the Alps, but they like for that portion they call it the Dolomites. It does have plenty of easy hikes for easy, yes. average humans. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. One of them we went to was is called Trechime. There's a, a three peaks. Um, it's a pretty, I'd call it a pretty mild hike for most people, but they do have plenty of like things like that, like the Via Ferrata and stuff in different areas that you can go to. And um, there was another area called uh, not the city, but like the the peak was called Sacheda which you actually take like a, a gondola to get up to the top of the mountain and stuff. Ooh. And it's got some really cool rock formations because it's kind of like from like tectonic plates like pushing up against each other. So you got this like section that's kind of just like sticking up. Yeah. Um, so. This, yeah. is, this is good hiking. Take the gondola up <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> I mean, there's family oriented hiking and then there's, you know, hiking that's not. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, is that an area in the Alps where, um, like, you know, World War II, where they were, like, hiding all this stuff in the mountains? Mm-hmm. Is that that area? Yeah, they have, area? they do have, like, uh, old, like, I don't know, areas of the mountains that are, were cut out and stuff for tunnels and... Yeah, caves and, and stuff. And and stuff. That's cool. I think you can still go to them and stuff. They're not, like, guarded or regulated or anything. They're kind of just hanging out. Oh, so maybe you don't want to be going to them. <laughs> <laughs> but... Intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading some book a little while ago that was about Nazis hiding art and stolen stuff in the mountains. And oh, it's just a different way of life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to say it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um, Zion, I'll say just a quick one here to Zion. Cause Zion's a super beautiful park, too, in Utah. Um, Angel's Landing. This is a hike that I think anybody could do. Um, maybe just like four or five miles. A little bit of climbing, but it puts you up like on top of the whole park, and you have this huge, expansive view into this giant valley. It's one of the most iconic views, I would say, in national parks as well. You've probably seen a postcard of at some point. Um, Angel's Landing, super beautiful. Okay. If you can get there, I definitely recommend that. I noticed that you like to have a lot of views of things from the top, Alex, when you're describing things. Have you ever done, like, helicopter rides? Has any, have you guys ever done helicopter? I, yeah, I've done helicopter skiing. So I was in Utah. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Helicopter <laughs> 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 skiing. Helicopter skiing, yeah. So we take, they take us in a helicopter um, way back into the backcountry where nobody else is. So you can get fresh powder, and you get way up there in the helicopter, and they drop you off on the top <laughs> of the mountain, and then we ski down it, and they pick us up, and then we go to a different peak. Ski down it and so on all day. Oh my god, that sounds awesome! Oh, some of the best stuff I've ever done. Helicopter skiing. Yes. That sounds expensive. Well, uh, it's not cheap. So as long yeah. as Bear Grylls is listening to this podcast. <laughs> 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 no, I, I always like you. Well, you know, when you go to like tourist traps or different places, they always have like helicopter rides, and I'm always like, hmm, would that be fun? Is that worth the money? It probably would I be. Don't know. It probably would be really cool. I don't know that I would pay for it because I like to hike to the places. I like to get on top of the mountain. But if you don't want to do that, I think a helicopter ride would be really cool. All right. But I do want to recap the places. So Yosemite, we have we have Half Dome and Clouds Rest, both of those. Canyonlands, we have Druid Arch, and then I didn't mention it, but Angel Arch is another one that you could do, which is really cool. And then Zion, Angel's Landing. Those are my five recommendations. Okay, we got it. <laughs> Eagle Mountain is the highest point in Minnesota, but I'm sure it does not compare in difficulty to anything that Alex has mentioned. Where is that? Is that in southern Minnesota? That's like near Grand Marais. Oh, opposite direction. What is the park that is 
Blue Mound Park. Have you guys been yeah, there? Yeah, Blue Mound Park. Yeah. Is that in the southern? That's park? southern. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's supposed to be very beautiful, right? I've, I've been, been there. there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Flat, I believe. I don't think there's any like much in the way of hills and mountains there. No, but they do have some like rock cliff formations. But it's, I don't know. It's. I thought there was something to climb. It's cool and good for Minnesota. There's like a high point and a low point, but it's, I, I don't know. You can drive to either side, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you feel like you don't want to hike, all right, got it. <laughs> and there are buffalo. Oh, yes. Oh, I cool. think that's what I saw a picture of, was like a cliff and some buffalo. It was yeah. just yeah. in the news. Like, That'd go check cool. out this park. But, okay, so not very high, but all right, got it. All right, what about traveling hacks? What traveling hacks do you guys have? Like, I never get on an airplane without doing this, or... I mean, I don't... I plan my trips always this way, or... Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know about hacks, but the way that I always do it is I try to maximize my time on vacation by taking limited time off. So I'll always book my flights, like, right after work, like, two or three hours after work, so basically I can go home, drop the car off, get an Uber straight to the airport get going, get into where I'm going into the evening, and then I go, you know, no time is wasted. I basically get in, and then I go to where I'm staying that night, sleep, get up super early, and then get to the point of starting the hike, um, and then maximize that. And then you can even fly out, like, the day of you're coming off the trail, hike in the morning, hike to the car, and then go directly to the airport, fly in, you get in late, you come to work the next day and you're tired, but that's okay because you maximized your time <laughs> and it was really good and worth it. Why even wait the next day? Just come straight to work right off your hike and <laughs> that, don't even worry about it. I mean, I guess if you work the evening, you could try to do that. Oh my God. But I don't, think, I don't think the department would appreciate <laughs> it if your flight got delayed and you were late to work, so. So that's my that's my tip is I always try to maximize my time off by putting the flights as close to pop, close to the beginning and end as I can. Okay. Yeah, I mean if you're having a longer flight, like going to like Europe or something like that, it's always nice to do like an overnight, um, you know, kind of leaving in the the afternoon here and then getting there more in the morning or early afternoon. You're probably not going to sleep very well on the plane, but. So then you stay up all day. You just have do to that? deal with it and stay up. Oh my god! Um, well, it's probably exciting though when you land. Yeah. Generally, right? So maybe have a little bit of adrenaline. How do you guys feel about packing everything in your carry-on for your trips? Um, I think it's a great idea if you can do it. I can't usually with because I come with uh, backpacking gear. Yeah. So I have to check a bag, but it's really not that big of a deal if you have like a Delta Sky Miles credit card, which is only like ninety bucks a year. You get free check. You get free check bags every time you fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I do, and it's worth it a hundred times over because each bag you check is like thirty or forty bucks depending. Right. So if you you know fly once or twice a year on Delta, it'll mostly pay for itself. So that's how I do it, and it works pretty well. I hate, I must check bags. I hate carrying stuff on the airplane with me. It gives me a lot of anxiety when I see people just shoving all their stuff <laughs> in the overhead bins. Like, they're so worried about it. I'm like, I can't. I can't handle this. Just check your bags and be done, please. <laughs> yeah, we always have check bags, but we also have the maximum amount you can bring onto the plane. <laughs> so... Just in case your bags get lost sort of thing? No, we just have a lot of camera gear and... Oh, okay. Stuff like that, so... Well, that's stuff you can't, like, safely check, right? Right. I'm talking about people packing, like, you know, a week's worth of clothes and... I don't know. I don't know what is in all this. I think it's just their whole suitcase in a carry-on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice not to have to check a bag because then you don't have to wait for the baggage to come out. There is a small chance that your luggage gets lost. Yeah. I have had that. I haven't had it happen to me, but somebody I've been with, their luggage ended up in a different state, and that oh, can really? pretty much ruin part of a vacation if that happens. So it's, I don't know. That's one reason it's kind of nice. Maybe your types you. of vacations. I'm imagining if I flew, you know, I was going to stay in Florida for a week and my bag got lost. Isn't that, that big a deal? Maybe not. But for me, it would be devastating. For, yes, for your hiking, yeah, it would be bad. But. If you're looking for bringing back souvenirs, pack an empty bag in your bag <laughs> that you can bring back then as a carry-on. Don't forget. Yep. That's what we do every time. That's a good idea. Um, one other thing I would say related to renting cars is... Be very wary of using the absolute cheapest car rental place because uh, they they <laughs> can like they can <laughs> they can screw you over really bad. Yeah, sometimes you'll get there to rent your car and the line will literally be like two or three hours long and it's just ridiculous. Like Fox Rental, for example, I'm doing a shout out to one to avoid. Um, there's a there's this thing called Auto Slash that will get you the best car rental deal anywhere, uh, better than trying to use any of those like kayak sites or something like that. Um, auto slash has saved me a ton of money on car rentals, so that's that's been nice. Is that something you can do ahead of time? Yes, you do it ahead of time. Right. Yep. Okay, yep. <clears throat> and it'll give you quotes all over the place, and then if the price drops, they'll let you just decrease your price to whatever the price dropped to. It's kind of nice. Okay, back to souvenirs. What do you like to buy for souvenirs? Do you collect souvenirs of some sort? I do patches from each park or place that I've been to, so I I try to keep get a patch from everywhere that I've been. Um, and I have a ton of patches that I'm thinking about what I want to do with them. I was thinking about putting them on my, like, my backpack, which would be kind of cool. But now I have too when many the of them. backpack gets lost when you check it. Right, I have too many of them, and I don't want to carry extra weight, so I'm not going to carry oh 25 God. patches. So I th- I'm thinking I might get, just get this big like sheet that I could hang as a piece of art maybe and just have the patches kind of yeah, sewn onto it. Yeah, do something artistic with them. Yeah, I'm still thinking about what to do with them, though. Hmm, okay. Most of what we bring back is like food-related. So when we go to, like, Italy, we'll get, like, pasta and, like, dried, like, sauce mixes or herbs and stuff like that. Or, like, European chocolate and stuff is a lot better than American Mm -hmm. chocolate, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) And you don't run into trouble bringing that stuff back to Minnesota? Like, do customs, they don't care? Most of it is fine. Uh, Some of it you just don't need to mention. Oh, okay, got it. Wink, wink. Yeah, isn't there something related to, like, bringing meats back? Uh, Yeah, you can't really bring cured meats. Cured meats you really can't bring back. Yeah, run into that. Because they're not regulated the same way in Europe as they are in the U.S. Oh. Um, Sounds risky. (laughs) The one thing I wanted to say about uh, renting a car is internationally, sometimes they require a, like, an international driver's permit, which all you have to do is go to AAA or something like that and show your driver's license and they'll give it to you in like 15 minutes oh okay so but we got stuck one time without one and so we couldn't rent a car oops yeah that sucks so that was kind of a bummer that's good to know learned that lesson the hard way (laughs) well it's it's because the the place we went had literally just changed their laws like oh like a few weeks before we got there and they didn't have laws active when we rented the car so ugh I like to collect. We like to, when I do buy souvenirs, I like to get Christmas tree ornaments. Because they're small and they usually don't break. <laughs> so, are you one of those people that just have ridiculous amounts of ornaments now? Like boxes and boxes? No, and you because, can't even get them all up? Okay, first of all, you overestimate the amount of traveling and souvenirs I'm buying. <laughs> There's like six. 
Fair enough. Maybe by the time I retire, there'll be more. But, um, no, because I, I, my favorite thing to do almost in the world is to organize things. So every year I go through all the ornaments and I'm like, this is crap, get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so I only have Good like ball. two boxes of like special like ornaments of the children, you know, things they make or, you know, handprints, I don't know, whatever. And then there's a little section of these are pretty and then a section of traveling. Things. Okay. So that's if it cool. doesn't fit in those categories, do you have a favorite? Trash. Do you have a favorite one from traveling? Hmm. I don't really know. Maybe oh, maybe one from the Bahamas. We have. It's just. Mm. I mean, it's not really special. It was just fun when we got it because we were like haggling over the price with it, and I was pregnant at the time, and this lady was super sweet, like like street vendor. Type yeah, of it was just a fun interaction. So I guess the memory that it evokes is is more fun than. It, I mean, it looks like I just made it one day. It's not very. <laughs> That, that's what it's all about. Very though. special and beautiful, but yeah, I guess that's probably my favorite one, just you know, because of the the memories of it. But nice. yeah, my wife loves to bring back breakable items, I- which is especially <laughs> fun. And so the the travel hack I have is get the breakable item in the earlier part of your trip, so that you have to carry it around for three weeks <laughs> and make sure it doesn't break the whole time. And <laughs> See, that would, that would cause me so much anxiety, like, in the airplane, just worrying about, oh, God, is this thing going to break? <laughs> yeah. So you've got, like, ceramic bowls and stuff like that. Uh, and, yep. Pit- we even got, like, a glass pitcher once that I'm pretty sure we got that pretty early on in the trip. Oh. Has anything ever broke? Nothing is ever broken. Oh. But. Then you must be packing them very well. Through multiple air, air-, air-, air- <laughs> flights and... Wow. Other stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. Yeah, anytime. You can have (laughs) us back anytime. It was good. We love to be here. (laughs) Yeah. That's it for today. Thanks for listening, and remember to share the podcast with all your pharmacy friends. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please let me know. See you next time.